The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. All right. Uh, yeah, this is the uh, Nelson Show. Uh-huh. Well, one out of three. And, uh, well, uh, Mr. Nelson left us a little note. Uh, he's yep. tired. Yeah. Didn't want to do nothing or oh, something. Well. I don't know. Whatever they got him doing at that stupid job he is. Yeah. So, uh, me and Lefty are going to have to uh, uh, kind of take over here. But, uh-huh. uh, uh, he, Doug left us something to play, right? Right? Yeah. Yes. He did this tape for uh, the one of the Nelson ratings videos, uh-huh. and he just never posted it. So it's Why one not? of those leftover things he's going to do. Oh, so God apparently damn. he's upset again about Doctor Who, which is just what? fabulous, especially now. It's the best it's ever been. In fact, oh. just forget the other shows and just watch what they got now because uh-huh. it's so good. So good. Well, so, uh, well, what's good about it? What do you mean? Why is it so good uh, now? Well, you see, essentially, uh, Red, Doctor Who was this uh, alien who travels through time and space uh-huh. in, in this, like, phone booth thing, but it's, what? like, bigger on the inside. Well, it's all very complicated. That. But anyway, uh, the show huh. is, like, I don't know, 50-plus uh, years old. God yeah, it's damn. amazing. Dang. And they did this incredible thing where uh, the, the Doctor is this character who, whenever he gets sick or hurt or whatever, uh, he can regenerate. And when he does, he turns into a totally different person. What? And, of course, it's, you know, due to our white supremacist patriarchy. Oh, God damn. It was always some white male who took oh, the role. Oh, God, two years, two years. suddenly, they cast a woman. Oh, God damn. So the damn. doctor turned into a woman. And oh, I mean, geez. about damn time. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> of course, Mr. Nelson, being the horrible right-wing misogynist he is, oh, just God. doesn't like it. <laughs> well, it sounds like crap to me. Oh, red. Who the hell wants a tranny superhero? Oh, my God. That, well, that would be a great thing. But that's not what it is. You see... The doctor literally turned into a woman. It's a real woman with, you know, real breasts and ovaries and all that well, stuff. goddamn. They're what? always screaming that trans women are women. They are? You are saying they ain't. Well, that's... That, uh, uh, uh-huh. Damn it. Hey, yep. I guess you got a point there, right? Oh, yeah. I, okay. Doctor Who's a trans woman. Well, now that we've done settled that, I guess we'll play Doug's crying about this dumb shit and get on with other stuff. Uh, no, hang on, Red. We gotta huh? do our weekend review. Oh, goddamn. Here it is. Pretty simple. The dummy craps oh, stop are it. gonna steal the nomination from Bernie again what? and probably give it to Doomberg, oh. Minimac. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> not right. And then it ain't gonna matter because Trump's gonna get reelected. Oh, no, he's so not. It's all for nothing. Oh, no, 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 no he's not. Look, I, look, all right, yeah, yeah. I will never forgive Bernie Sanders for helping Trump defeat Hillary, ever. But if he gets the nomination, I'll fully support him. As for Doomberg, my God, I'm sick of these entitled billionaires thinking they can just buy the White House like that. It's 
absolutely awful, and I really am disgusted, and plus his misogyny and racist policies are unacceptable. But, of course, if he wins the nomination, I will fully uh, endorse and support him. Uh-huh. Well, there you go. All right, now here's Doug whining about Dr. Heath. Gee, still wondering about uh, the story about Joe Martin's doctor, right, you know? Who could she possibly be? Well, uh, Chris Timnus, she's definitely the doctor, so there you go. You can't say alternate universe or anything, uh, cause, unless he's lying, of course. Now, I thought, the, and it, I don't think it is, the best solution here is that she's a future doctor. And if they had real spine here, then they would be introducing Jody's successor early. And map this out, but they just don't have the ability to do it. And, and just for the purposes of scheduling and whatnot, uh, this far out where Jody is to do another uh, season of this. And let's say if they had mapped this out the way they should, uh, Joe would replace her after she's done with that. And it would be this interesting way where she meets her future incarnation and it's all a mess and everything like that. Uh, and, but they had the ability to map it out and explain why even other time lords don't know this and all that, where they, you know, uh, they seem to be from another time, but the suggestion is, is that it's from the distant past time and just somehow you never <laughs> came across it. Uh, it's so stupid. God, it's so stupid. Just on, just on that, you know, worrying about Hartnell and all that. Now, just, just that element of it right there just falls apart. Most notably, of course, is the TARDIS itself. It's a police box. Well, what the hell? <laughs> you know, they'll have to, they'll just slap job that in there too, if they even do that. Oh, God. Oh. So, yeah. Best way to go is she's a future incarnation of the doctor. Even if it's just a temporary thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Joe Martin doesn't want to commit to a series. I would doubt it. I would think this would, cause the, as it is now, She's left as nothing but a gimmick so that they can have the headline saying the first black doctor, and that's it. Thanks, bye. I mean, that's really insulting. Quite tokenizing here. Um, so, of course, the other idea is that, well, it really screws up with canon if they introduce a doctor before Hartnell. This is true. Don't talk to me about Brain of Morbius. That's BS. Of course, gonna talk about Brain of Morbius. <laughs> so, Moffat and Gaddis. So, they were, uh, interviewed and they talked about, so, uh, yeah, BBC got to him and said, hey, we gotta, gotta give some, uh, support here for the show on this. <laughs> Cause this is, this is stupid. And the argument they present here uh, defeats itself immediately. So, uh, this was the Radio Times and I'm looking at it here on, uh, Doctor Who TV. Uh, so Moffat told the Radio Times, I don't know what Chris's plan with the Doctor is. Yeah, but you probably know that this is a, a past Doctor, not a future one. So you probably got that. So you got to present this idiot notion you're about to here. But the first time you see William Hartnell, he's very confused, you know? Who knows? <laughs> he's confused? Again, the TARDIS itself, you know, the police box and all that. That's explained in the very first episode. Yeah. Uh, was Susan confused too, I guess? I, you know. Oh, God. So lazy. So then we gotta uh, try to attack the whole notion of canon 
while at the same time backing it up. It, this is ridiculous. I think there's two things about canon. You don't want to break really important rules like who the doctor is. <laughs> 50 plus years of start. Yeah, yeah, no, we know you can break that. Really important rules include the doctor picking up a gun and shooting innocent people. <laughs> now, he shot people. I know, he's, he's, well, he's a really anti gun character and all that. Eh, he's used them on, on occasion. Yes. They weren't innocent, by the way, but still. Yeah. Uh, so, the innocent part, that's important. That's a rule you can't break. You can't, huh? Or forgetting that he or she is a time lord and deciding that he or she is human. Well, <laughs> on the forgetting part, uh, Moffat, you, you didn't see that David Tennant episode where <laughs> he deliberately, uh, for, you know, because of the fob watch deal. Joe Martin does the same thing here to explain why she couldn't remember who she was and was posing as human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be wrong. Well, the show did it. I mean, you know, <laughs> he got his memories back, of course, but, you know, oh, God. And then, uh, of course, the master, same thing, you know. Uh, that's just blowing apart the show. <laughs> is it? <laughs> uh, but this isn't. No, no. But if you can make it fit, <laughs> and you can make anything fit in Doctor Who, that's exciting. Okay, then the Doctor can definitely gun down innocent people. You, you can... Fit it in there because anything fits. It just, just not thinking at all. Just, this is so stupid. <laughs> so anyway, brain of morbid. So Mark Gaddis weighs in and says, Oh, I don't give a flying monkey's whatever about canon. For me, it's all part of the joy of it. And it's sort of deadly to restrict it like that. I remember watching the brain of Morbius and just going, Uh, what? I hated the fact that the next year they said the Doctor could only regenerate 12 times, Moffat continued. <laughs> Why? Anything can fit in Doctor Who, so you can't make any arguments now! <laughs> I thought I had subtracted from... It, it, I guess it, it had subtracted from me all the joy of imagining those other Doctors. But this bloody rule that came in and that for some reason we all decided was... <laughs> Not we, Moffat. The people running the show and did a better job than you did at the time started establishing things that had been. They started to tell the Doctor's story. I mean, eventually you're going to have to get there. Or they could have done nothing and just kept on with it. But they went there, you know, and they mapped out the Time Lord. Now, a lot of ways you could argue that the Time Lords kind of, they did, they did. They lost their mystique and aura of them being rather godlike and everything. And, they, you know, when the Doctor was terrified of them. And then now they're just these silly bureaucrats and they were kind of comical towards the end of it all. But this was kind of like looking behind the curtain and all that. But the idea of mapping out the, uh, the Time Lord's uh, restrictions on the regeneration became pivotal. I mean, the whole, the master's story be, is, is dependent completely on that, his motivation and everything. No, 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 take all that out. Well, if he, if you have endless regenerations, then he never had any motivation at all after the Pertwee years. He just didn't have it. The whole thing was his pursuing that. So I, it, this is stupid. He doesn't even mean this. It's just, oh, we got to defend this crap. BBC wants it too. So we got to just, yeah, whatever. You know, 
So the brain of Morbius thing is where you see the other pictures of who are these guys. They're Morbius. It's blatantly obvious what that is. I know people behind the scenes said that they talked about that. Hey, wouldn't that be an interesting thing? But it's not in the story. It's not on the screen. Morbius and the Doctor are having their battle. Morbius is an older Time Lord. He's more experienced. He has more power to him. Uh, that's the whole point. That's why there's stakes to it that the Doctor is uh, chewing off more than he can handle. Uh, but he wins in the end because Morbius hadn't, he'd been a brain in a jar for too long. <laughs> and so he strokes out of basically. So it's going on as the doctor's losing the fight. You start to see his earlier selves, like he's running out of himself. And then the tide turns, the table turns, what have you. And it's these other phase and it's Morbius going through his incarnations and whatnot. And then he loses. The doctor defeats him barely, but does it. And then Morbius storms out you know ends up falling off a cliff in his frankenstein body <laughs> but that's what it was it's oh god it's just so stupid to go there moffat himself moffat himself a step before he leaves established in the twice upon a time story that hartnell was the first doctor this was it the whole point of that story is that the first doctor played by david bradley of course was terrified of regenerating because he had never done it before. He didn't know what to expect. He was holding back on it. The Capaldi doctor, of course, has had it. He's done this so many times, and he's really in a bad state and doesn't even want to go on anymore. And they two come together, and they, you know, it, it hashes out for one another, and he regenerates, unfortunately, <laughs> at the end. And then, of course, Hartnell goes on. He becomes Troughton. Now, not well, you know, the first doctor. And, uh, and that's the whole point of that. If he had done it before, it's, oh, well, he just doesn't remember. Oh, God. So here you are. That defeats your argument about he can't be human and all that. But then again, here we go again. Gaddis roll, <laughs> rolls in. Some rules have to be obeyed. Others can be flatly ignored. The doctor's half human. It's definitely there. It's not a joke. And there's not a single thing in Doctor Who to contradict the fact that he's half human, except someone could do a story that completely does that. Not one single thing contradicts it. It's one TV movie that Fox did, you know, in the days when Doctor Who was in the wilderness, and it's really kind of stupid. But it's more of this idea of trying to give an origin story to Doctor Who and all that. And that's what they were doing. I mean, you leave it there, take it out. It doesn't really matter. It's one of these small elements. It's nowhere near comparable to 50-plus years of an established line of the doctor and his beginnings and all that. Why? Why is it so wrong to say Jody is the first female doctor? Why? Why is that a problem? It isn't. And then what's the problem of Joe Martin being a future doctor? And with time travel and everything, yeah, they could they could come up with all kinds of stories instead of this dumb thing of she's 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 the real first doctor or at least predates you know, Hartnell and all this sort of thing. And why would you want it? Well, we know why. Future's female and uh, the timeless child uh, was a woman and the Time Lords were, uh, you know, patriarchal supremacists <laughs> and they hated women. And so they denied the doctor's true self. That There you go. That's the message because men are horrible, evil creatures. And uh, the way you uh, defeat sexual bigotry is by being a sexual bigot. And so uh, you defeat misogyny by being misandrist. And uh, that's the uh, brilliant logic and uh, philosophy behind this. Apparently, 
That is the justification for it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's stupid. It's all very, very stupid and lazy to slap things in there like that and disrespectful to the supposed noble assumption that, oh, we're going to give voice to or, uh, you know, uh, accolades to a, a, a black version of the doctor just for a, a gimmick, a political one at that. And it's only briefly there. And then we'll move on. You know, uh, no. Yeah, I, you know, would she make a great doctor? I don't know, but we'll probably never find out because it's just a gimmick. <sighs> so anyway, there you go. Uh, I think this pretty much solidifies. I didn't really think they would ever say, no, 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 it's actually a future doctor. Isn't that interesting? And this will open up possibilities later and we'll have to tell stories and all that. No, they're just going to say she was, she predates the, the other doctors and that's that. And so you get, uh, Moffat and Gaddis, hey guys, come on, back this up, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they give this ridiculous idiot argument that even they don't believe it. You know, it, it's, so, it, it's, it's just as lazy as the show itself. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So anyway, there you go. Uh, there's, there's some Doctor Who news. <laughs> You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Oh, boy. What's the matter, Sally? I guess the beer just doesn't give me the buzz it used to. You need a butt chug. A butt chug? I'm not pouring beer in my ass. (laughs) Not beer. Cough syrup. Here, let me flip you over. What? What? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my. Oh. Let's move these panties aside. <laughs> and we'll insert this tube. Oh, ah, ooh. Here comes the cough syrup, Sally. Oh, ah, oh. <laughs> wow. The walls are melting. I see flowers taking flight and turning into stars. <laughs> Can't get a buzz? Then you need a butt jug. Warning, butt jugging may lead to brain damage. Rectal rot. And or farts that smell menacing. Great displays of vanity, night night. What's that you're wearing? Why, it's the night night T-shirt, Bobo. Well, where'd you get that? Well, I got it at the Mister Nelson store at Zazzle.com. There you can find your night night T-shirts and other products that Mister Nelson provides. Huh? Look at this one. It shows you staring at the flying pig's butt. <laughs> Shut up, boo damn it! <sighs> anyway, folks, if you want your night-night t-shirt, head over to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com and order your night-night shirt today. Smellogs Poop, the super delicious laxative, presents The Adventures of Sun King! Faster than the speed of light... More powerful than an atomic bomb. Able to leap the moon in a single bound. What? Up in the sky! It's a comet! It's a UFO! No! It's Sun King! Yes, Sun King. And who? Disguised as mild-mannered tabloid reporter Mark Milktit, 
fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. In our last episode, the Flea, who is in reality Bubba Suds, photographer and journalist for CapesConfidential.com, discovered Rex Rain was in cahoots with three alien superpowered individuals who are apparently have some sort of connection to Sun King. Immediately after a bit of a tussle, the flea, the fastest bugman alive, was captured and was informed that he would now be a guinea pig for the experiments of Dr. Mausoleum. In the meantime, while this was all going on, Sun King, who is in reality Mark Milktit, reporter for Keeps Confidential, along with Layla Lott, who is also a reporter for Keeps Confidential, engaged in sexual relations back at the room at the Money Shot Hotel. Oh, man. I really let myself go that time. It's a good thing I pulled out and shot it out the window. Otherwise, I would have finished off Layla for sure. Thank goodness for my amnesia-inducing kisses. She won't remember any of it, and will forget that Mark Milton did it. Is in reality Sun King. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course the pounding left her pretty much unconscious for a while. She'll sleep it off, which is something I feel like doing myself. Yeah, yeah. I feel wore out. Take a while to recover. And I would just stretch out and take a nap, but I can't help but feeling that I was about to do something before all this happened. Let's see, what was I thinking about? I don't know. Oh, looks like I got a message on my phone. Hmm. It's from Bubba Suds. Oh, of course, Bubba. He was to carry on the investigation into Rex Ray. Let's see, what does it say here? Reese. Stop, stop, stop. Says he's discovered something at Rexpo. I knew it. Well, still a little woozy, but I'm gonna have to suit up and find out what's going on. Rick, what are uh, you doing? Uh, d- d- n- nothing. Uh, Layla, go on back to sleep. <laughs> That's there. You go. All right. Uh, all right. Won't hear me. She won't hear me. Up. Above and beyond. And soon, Sun King leaps out the window of his hotel room into the night sky. Meanwhile, deep within the basement of the Rexpo Convention Center. <laughs> Success, Lord Vegas. Success it has. I managed to isolate the particular gene sequence that allows this this human flea creature his miraculous powers. Excellent news, Doctor. Mr. Rain, I require more human specimens so that Dr. Oleum might create for me a superpowered army that I can use to reconquer Olympus. Ah, yeah. About that, um, I might be able to scrounge up, I don't know, a hundred or so but uh, yeah, even that's going to take a couple of months, so it could be a while. What? This is unacceptable, Rain. I need that army as soon as possible. I'll not be waiting that amount of time. Hey, look. Ice just 
did a raid, so most of my coyote contacts are either locked up or deported. So it's going to take them, all right? It's just the nature of how things are done around here. Oh, Lord Vegas, may I twist the head off of this incident whoa, whoa, well? Wait! I thought you'd hey, never asked. Uh, hold on a minute. Actually, <laughs> Lord Vegas, oh. if I may, I may have a possible alternative plan. Very well, Doctor, I'm listening. With my Instaclone technology, I should be able to fashion you a quick army off of the genetic template of this flea character. Uh, but, Doctor, the lifespans of Instaclones are notoriously short. What good would it be to have soldiers that could suddenly drop dead on us? Yes, Sepulchre, but we need them only long enough to get a foothold within Olympicus. Then, well... Since we would have the son of Thunderhead, well, of course, we could ransom him out for terms. <laughs> mm. Yes, an interesting plan there, Doctor, but we still yet do not have Thunderhead's son within our captivity. Rain, you may yet prove useful. Any thoughts on how we might draw him out? That, uh, well, you know, the usual mass destruction, killing people, or... No, wait! Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you already have one of his buddies, uh, the Flea, here. You, uh, you're talking about Ransom? Well, uh, you could threaten his life and he'll show right up. Sounds like you know me all too well, what? Rex. What? Who? <laughs> Sun King! <laughs> Thank God. I, I, I mean, go get him, Lord Fingers, and there he is! Long have I waited for this moment, son of Thunderhead! Well, I don't exactly consider that deadbeat my well, fault. No matter! You will kneel before Sarko uh, Fingers! Uh, look, sorry, pal, but uh, I, I don't swing that way. What? You'll swing from the gallows when we're through with you! Oh, no. Is this true? Is this the end of Sun King? Find out in the next exciting episode of The, the Adventures, Adventures of, of Sun King. King! The Adventures of Sun King is a Nelson production. All characters and stories are written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson, with music by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Bayou Crime Report. Louisiana school teacher accused of having sex with male student. While her own child was present. Hey, I'm Red Neckerton. A 34-year-old science teacher, probably biology, had sex with a 15-year-old student from her middle school at her home while her own child was nearby, according to Zachary, Louisiana Police. Ellaria Silver turned herself in to police after Zachary police drafted a warrant for her arrest. 
Silver was charged with one count of felony carnal knowledge of a juvenile, one count of indecent behavior with a juvenile, and two counts of contributing to the delinquency of a juvenile. Bell was set $225,000 by Judge Ron Johnson. Northwestern Middle School placed Silva on administrative leave. The same day Zachary Police said they became aware of the accusations against Silva and began an investigation. The arrest report says Silva engaged in sex with the 15-year-old boy eight or nine times during the summer months of 2019 in her home. Of course, her own child was also at home during each encounter. Yeah, I don't know if he was... Or her, it doesn't specify, you know, where the kid was in a, a, a cradle or... Uh, yeah, hopefully not in the room. Uh, maybe just out in the living room watching cartoons and with the volume turned up. Anyway, at one point during their relationship... The 15-year-old boy asked her to let him tell others. Well, of course, that's kind of, besides the six, that's kind of the whole point. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, you're never going to believe it, but I've been banging Miss Silva. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there ain't no way you're going to keep that nailed down. Well, that's what you get for getting nailed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she begged him not to do it. Silva asked the victim, well, yeah, yeah, victim, not to disclose it due to how this disclosure would affect her career and family. Yeah, it's going to affect your career, all right, as in you ain't got one no more. Detectives are requesting that parents of students who may have had contact with Silva talk to their children about their interactions with her and contact Zachary P.D. Detectives at 225-654-9393 if they believe their child was victimized. Well, goddamn, I think you would have heard about it by now. Because, like I said, they ain't gonna keep that quiet, hell no. Police said Silva began with an email to the student on his school account before the two switched to personal emails and text messages. Huh, took him a while to figure that one out. So the school, you know, couldn't track their emails. Silva sent the boy nude photographs and videos of herself. God damn. Conspicuously framing her face out of the pictures. Uh-huh. She then indicated in text messages she wanted to have sex with him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess she had to spell it out to him. Damn. The teacher began by picking up the teen at his home and driving her to her home. Silva was accused of giving the boy an e-cigarette vaping device. Oh, my God. Well, jeez, that's a... Man, that's the real crime today, isn't it? Jesus. Uh... But it was possibly laced with THC, the active ingredient in marijuana. Yeah, that's some wacky tobacco there. The Zachary Police Department and the East Baton Rouge Parish Sheriff's Office have been handling the, the, the investigation. 
Zachary School Superintendent Scott DeVillier said in a statement. Immediately when it was brought to our attention, we reported it to law enforcement and placed the employee on administrative leave. No one is covering up anything. Yeah, especially the kids. They <laughs> can't stop bragging about it. Nor sweeping anything under the rug. We are following the law and I'm unable to comment beyond this information. Well, don't worry, Superintendent. That 15-year-old is going to continue to sing like a canary about his once-in-a-lifetime major conquest. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Man, the only sad part here is, of course, he's probably all downhill after that. Man, he peaked too soon, you know. Well, I guess he is a victim after all. For the Bayou Crime Report, I am Red Neckerton, reminding you to keep your goddamn holes clean. The Bayou Crime Report is a presentation of Nelson Productions. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. <laughs> That's, there you go. All right. <laughs>